today on the Self Smarter Podcast. I think the most important thing about trust is that it's a cycle of small moments and it's made up over time. I think we tend to think of trust as being something that is either earned or or lost in a in a big moment. Yeah. And the reality is is that trust is it's made up of many small moments. Hi, we're Danelle and Megan, the hosts of this conversation-centric podcast for leaders seeking to be better every day. Whether you choose to be a leader in the workplace, at home, or in your community, we believe the most effective leaders are equipped to not only be self-starters, but self-smarter. Good afternoon. Hi. Hello. Hi. Is it cocktail podcast time? (laughs) Well, yeah, you don't have to ask me twice. <laughs> Do you trust? I think you trust me more when I show up with a cocktail. <laughs> and that could be, you know, off putting for some people, but I think for you it's not off putting. Is it off putting that I showed up with cocktail today? <laughs> no, I trust you know what you're doing when you bring a cocktail <laughs> to the studio. Speaking of cocktail, actually, speaking of drinking, I've, we, um, we're a few episodes in and we've been getting some really great feedback from people. I really appreciate it. Some constructive feedback. And so if you want to have a fun drinking game, you can go listen to episodes one and two. And every time we use the word unpack, you can take a shot and you will be well on your way to a very good time. So thanks to our friend, Adria, who pointed out we might be overusing the word unpack. Unpack. Isn't it interesting? Like (laughs) our nerves went to that word. Unpack, 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 unpack. (laughs) Hey, how about we unpack? Well, you know, if you're playing that drinking game now, you just might have drank half your drink because I just said it like six times. But yeah, evidently we say that a lot. Mm -hmm. Can't promise we won't say it again. Yeah, I can't promise it. Can't promise. Gonna try. Gonna try because we appreciate, we appreciate, you know, when we're saying something that's causing someone pain. Yeah. And it's really (laughs) all about self-awareness. It is. And how many times we use one word over and over again. So thank you for that feedback. Mm-hmm. We're open to feedback. We love it. Um, and it's just going to make it better for everyone involved. So yay. And today we're going to ha, ha, unpack. <laughs> I had to. I had to. Okay. We're going to unpack trust. Okay. But before we jump into that, I want to make sure we're letting everybody know who the heck we are. If you're right. new, thank you for joining us today. If you're back again for more fun in the leadership seat. Welcome back. I'm Megan and this is my good friend, Danelle. Hello. And we are leaders, we're marketers, and we're women working to enrich our lives with learning to become self smarter and hoping we can share some of that with you on this podcast. So thanks for being here today, ladies and gentlemen out there. So Danelle, Today we're going into deep water. I like saying deep water. That just means we're going into some deep stuff here. And so for the listeners, that's pay attention, pay Mm -hmm. attention. She's got a lot of juicy, um, information to share today. So buckle up. It's going to be a good one. Why trust? Now, why did you decide to do trust today? I think we all have trust issues and I think that typically we tend toward a perspective that trust either exists or it doesn't exist. And it's one of the things in my own personal awareness journey and then certainly desire to become a better leader and mother and friend and fill in the blanks. I realized that I didn't truly understand how trust works. And so 
I want to make sure that we're we're talking about these things because it w- I became so aware of what trust really is and what it isn't, and I wanted to share it. Okay. Would you say that trust is sort of a, an emotion? Is it an absolute? Well, it, is it it's a- definitely an emotion. I mean, it's it's not absolute, and that's what I learned. And Brene says it best. She says, she describes trust as being a gauzy construct. Yeah. What is that? Can you, <laughs> can you talk about that a little bit more? I mean, gauzy construct means that it has variations to it. Again, it's not absolute. Um, there's not one thing that makes up trust. And so building, because of that, building trust is hard work. Mm-hmm. It's tedious. And, and it's trust is also behavioral. You can't make someone trust you. You can only behave in a way that allows people to trust you. Okay, that was a quote moment. That's tweetable. Okay. Could you, could you repeat that one more time? Because that was really juicy. You can't make someone trust you. You can only behave in a way that allows people to trust you. And I think if you start to think about trust as being something that we individually do, mm-hmm. it's something we make, we create, we build, we maintain, and often we have to repair it. And I think the most important thing about trust is that it's a cycle of small moments and it's made up over time. I think we tend to think of trust as being something that is either earned or, or lost in a, in a big moment. Yeah. And the reality is, is that trust is, it's made up of, of many small moments yeah. and that's when it's the most healthy, quite frankly, and I didn't have a great relationship with trust prior to understanding more, which is, again, all the stuff we're going to share today. Yeah, there's a lot of deep meaning around trust. Mm-hmm. Big, wide, deep. It's it's all over the place. But from your perspective, how do you define it? So when you think of trust in your mind and around business and your personal life, what? how do you define trust? Well, I couldn't write a better definition than what um, Charles Feldman has in the thin book of trust. And so he says, trust is choosing to risk, choosing to risk making something you value vulnerable to another person's actions. Again, I'll say that again. Trust is choosing to risk making something you value vulnerable to another person's person's actions. That made the most sense to me as to what trust is. Trust is really about vulnerability. And opening yourself up. On the other hand, he defines distrust as being what is important to me is not safe with this person in this situation and in the worst case or in any situation. What's important to me is not safe. And that really stood out to me because sometimes we have to understand in order to understand what trust really is. You've got to look at, you know, the the antonym, if you will, of distrust. Mm -hmm. And so I think that. His definition really helped me to understand the the deep emotions that can be tied to trust. And also, I like that P- Patrick Lencioni, he explains in the five dysfunctions of a team that there are two kinds of trust. Predictive trust, which is we've known each other for long enough. You can almost predict how I'm going to show up in any situation. You you knew, you knew how I was going to show up today, and you trust that's the you knew I was going to show up today. Mm-hmm. And so that's predictive trust. Yeah. Uh, the other is, and I think the most important and, and really where we started to, I think, get have a healthier relationship with trust around here. And certainly me personally is vulnerability based trust. And this happens when people are open and honest. Um, when we as humans are vulnerable with trust, it sounds like this. 
I need help. I, I don't know the answer to that. I, I screwed up. And when, when individual to individuals or when groups are able to communicate in that vulnerable way, if again, trust is rooted in vulnerability, then we are, we're, we're living out a healthier version of trust and, you know, in terms of, of how we're showing up with each other. So I like those, those definitions by those two gentlemen. So, and we're both visual. Well, we're both audio and visual learners, but when we see things, things kind of come into clarity for us. Mm -hmm. So was there a framework or a philosophy that helped you kind of visualize trust and that may help our listeners? Yeah, there's a lot out there on trust. That's the good news. It just seems for whatever reason, it wasn't as intentional for us in our organization or for me as a leader. And I kind of latched on to three philosophies and the four distinctions of trust from the thin book of trust. That's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. And then Brene Brown, and that's by Charles Feltman. And then Brene Brown's seven components of trust that she calls braving. That's her acronym. And then in the book, The Infinite Game, Simon Sinek shares four criteria for creating trust, which we use here um, from a leadership perspective and honestly as, as a culture cultivator around here. So those are the those are the three that I would say we use the most or I use the most to, to shape my understanding, deeper, deeper understanding of trust. Okay. Yeah. And in our last two episodes, we talked a lot about culture. Mm-hmm. And I would say that these these three that you just mentioned are have been helping us transform our culture, remodel our culture. Uh So I think it's helpful. I think it would be helpful if you gave just a little overview of each one. Right. Well, the four distinctions of trust, um, Charles Feltman, he, they are care, sincerity, reliability, and competence. So just real quick, care is you have the other person's interests as mine as well as your own when you make decisions. So you're thinking of someone else when you're committing to something, for instance, um, you're honest, you say what you mean and mean what you say, and you can be believed and taken seriously. So that's sincerity, reliability, you meet the commitments you make and you keep your promises. And then competence is you have the ability to do what you're doing and or proposing to do. So when you think about those four distinctions of trust, a, a great example is that I'll give a very simple example. You know, you we're trusting that I showed up here today on a particular time Mm -hmm. and you know that I care about this podcast, you know, that I'm sincere about it Mm -hmm. and you can trust those things because they've been established. But if I showed up 30 minutes late today, there's reliability is, is in question. And then I'm competent. Well, I don't know that we're competent with podcasting yet, but we sure as hell are trying. <laughs> we're trying. But if, if, if you think about it, you could in that moment that I showed up 30 minutes late, have it an established trust issue with me that, that you could say she's, I can't trust her to show up on time. I mean, how many times have we made that general statement about trust? Well, if you think about trust as being multifaceted yeah. versus again, this absolute right. Then you can say, actually, I'm struggling with reliability, her reliability. I can address the reliability there versus she's untrustworthy. Right. Can't trust her at all. Just the blanket. I mean, just write it off. Yeah. Write, write me off as being someone who's not all the things like showing up for this um, particular, in this particular example. So again, that was a very simplistic yeah. application of his four distinctions, but when I 
could start to see, again, using visuals, and I saw these definitions and this, again, these aspects of trust, it made so much sense to me that, wow, what ver- what piece of trust am I struggling with when I would have those moments? So I think it, it gives us a lot more compassion, yeah, quite frankly, and, and understanding. So um, Brene's is a, a little bit more ro- robust, but I the way she talks about trust is using, again, the acronym is braving. So boundaries, uh, reliability, accountability, the vault is the V, integrity, non-judgment, and generosity. And she says she uses this acronym because when we trust, we are braving a connection with someone. So that's how they developed the construct of braving. And again, you can go and there's there's so much written out there. I think that actually comes from Daring Greatly, mm-hmm. braving braving the acronym mm-hmm. is, but I, I could be wrong there, but we'll, we'll make sure that right. we, that we put the accurate, um, source in the show notes. Yeah. Um, and when she's talking about trust, she talks, she starts usually her talks talking about a marble jar and the marble jar is it's, it's a metaphor that when we're, let's just say you and I, mm-hmm. we each have a jar and we have marbles in it. And those marbles represent things that I've done or that you have done that foster trust. The marble marble in the jar is fostering trust. However, when I'm late to a meeting, when I tell you I'm going to do something and I fail to do it, or whatever breach of trust that I, in those small moments or even large moment, marbles come out of the jar. And so when we think about our relationship with others, whether it's in the workplace or outside of the workplace, the marble jar is really helpful in thinking about what am I doing to build trust? Because it is about us working to build trust with one another. And if that is, it's something you're subscribed to, you want to be trustworthy and you, you want to trust others, then I think just that metaphor alone can help us in those moments of, am I, is this action of mine fostering trust or is it, you know, crushing it? And so I think that has been very helpful. And then the third one, again, Simon is such a North star for us, but he, in his book, infinite game, which is one of my all time favorite books of his definitely, but really of of all time, he talks about um, creating trust. You need four Four actions. You need to be creating a circle of safety, which means creating a space where people can fail and learn. And I think that was not what was happening at DMA eight years ago. We didn't necessarily have a safe place to fail and learn. And so, uh, again, creating a circle of safety, showing vulnerability. We all know that I was struggling with that, and we'll talk about that in a second as well. And then use candor with care. So, we have to be candid in moments for people to develop, but we can do that with care. We don't have to do that with um, disdain or nastiness. With nastiness, exactly. And then live the culture. And what he means by that is there needs to be a, a very clear set of values and beliefs. And obviously we talked a lot about that in episodes two and three. So you can, again, these, again, their philosophies or constructs, if you will, around trust really helped me and then eventually this team see how trust is not something that is just this or that, you know, I trust this person or I don't, that right. there's a lot of, that goes into that a massive 
gossy, has, has to use Brene's word, um, emotion. Yeah. So, and really for anyone listening, if there's yeah. anything like mm-hmm. me and you really, mm-hmm. when we're listening to podcasts, what's probably happening right now, what could be happening is they've got sort of a movie reel going on in their mind, imagining these memories of times when those sure. types of things happened, just like what you mentioned. And so it's real easy to ignore those things. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But what I think the revelation, at least for me and listening to you speak is, is, you know, is it worth the ignoring of that coming in late? 30 minutes late. And that's just a, you know, a hypothetical or is it worth the bad behavior on a certain day? Mm -hmm. It's when those things start to pile up, that jar starts to deplete. So how do we keep those jars from depleting? Mm -hmm. We say something sooner. Absolutely. That's really the vulnerability Mm -hmm. and the care with candor that Mm -hmm. all those things are sort of things that we have to execute on as leaders in order for us to be able to build that trust. So that that's a huge takeaway. I hope that's, that's resonating with our listeners. And then another thing that was occurring to me when you were speaking was there's really two ways to go about trust. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you are right. It is a gauzy construct. There's so many avenues, Mm -hmm. so many, um, definitions, but really there's two, two avenues to trust. You're either building it Mm -hmm. or you're destroying it. Mm -hmm. So how have you learned how to build it as a leader? Um, I had to, I had to lose it. And I, you know, I became a more trusted leader when I saw that I had lost the trust. I mean, let's be honest. There's a lot of trust issues at play with a 26% approval rating. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's definitely some, some trust issues. Yeah. And, and so I, I would say, yeah, I had to lose it in order to want it to get it back. And the great news is, is I, became aware of how to do that in a healthy way. And that's why, you know, been able to find our way here at eight years later. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and losing it is tough, but sometimes yeah. it's the path. It is. So I appreciate you sharing that. That was very vulnerable of you. <laughs> what would you say the biggest lessons about trust are that you've learned? So when we're talking about learning, what are the lessons? To be vulnerable. Yeah. And that was the biggest for me. Uh, I showed up with a lot of armor yeah. A lot of armor. Now I'm an open, people would consider me pretty transparent, open sure. person. I, I can be very personable in many different ways, but honestly with the, with the, I was, um, I wasn't being vulnerable in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. was, I had a lot of filtering going on. So I mm-hmm. think that that was, um, was one of the things, again, one of the key things is learning to become more vulnerable, um, doing what you say. And when you can't, I struggled with this as a leader, is that sometimes I would make a commitment. And for whatever reason, I couldn't keep it. And sometimes it was for things that were outside of my control. But what I wasn't doing is I wasn't being vulnerable to stand in front of everyone and own it and say, I made this commitment and for this reason it's it's not going to come to fruition. Right. However, here's plan B. And sometimes I would just let plan A dissolve and I would let people down and it would, you know, it would crush trust. And so I I learned to be again, I think that's part of the vulnerability is learning to say this didn't turn out the way I'd hoped it would would have turned out or the way I committed it to you all. And then Part of that is acknowledging and apologizing. You know, when you know you've broken someone's trust is really truly owning 
the acknowledgement of it, like restating what you did and apologizing for it. I think that's something I'm constantly still working on. But that part of, of trust, if you're asking me what my biggest takeaways is, that that was absent in the way that I was showing up and, and, and quite possibly creating distrust. Right. The self-awareness aspect uh-huh. of the trust conversation, the trust topic is absolutely paramount because until you know yourself, mm-hmm. just to loop back you know, on previous episodes that we've talked about and future episodes, quite frankly, that we're going to do, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not aware of where you stand mm-hmm. with the people in your life, mm-hmm. whether you're at work, you're at home, you're at a family gathering, if you're not aware of the trust situation, if you're not aware of yourself, first of all, then you're certainly not going to be aware Correct. of the trust, <laughs> right. of the trust, either you've built it or you're in the process of destroying it. And mm-hmm. so I think, you know, my next question is, is what is really an actionable takeaway for that you really want listeners to walk away with today around trust? I would say be intentional with trust. Yeah. And I think that was the, 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 the greatest step forward that I took and eventually we took is to be intentional with it. Just don't leave it out there on a limb. And, you know, if, if you want to show up as a good leader, friend, partner, I mean, human at the end of the day, trust and trustworthiness is it's crucial and becoming committed to it. Yeah. Like commit to being trusted and trusting of others takes intentionality and I didn't realize that and that's again something that I you think about all the things that were taught trust is one of those things that I mean where we come into this world trusting human I mean our mothers we're, we're born we're yeah we're born we're not we don't we're not born of distrust no and so that's fostered over time right and if you think about it in that that type of, I guess, biological way, then where does it start to break down? And where, you know, Seth talks about a similar, uh, I guess, if you think about creativity, Mm -hmm. Seth Godin talks a lot about we're born these creative and then over time it's chipped away at, it's chipped away at we're, we're born curious species we're a curious species it's how we learn to do the things that we learn to do but yet over time that tends to get chipped away at and gets you know I guess I don't want to use the word crushed but it gets whittled yeah whittled and whittled and I think trust is falls into that same category it's one of the things that I started to realize Mm -hmm. and so I think it's one of these emotions it's one of these almost soft skills yes I hate do not like the word soft skills, but real skills yes. really is is um, something we need to be become more conscious of. Yeah, I agree. And when I think about, you know, people ask, you know, they talk about at the end of your life, you're going to be thinking about things in life that you're proud of, mm-hmm. that you're not proud of, or that you wish you'd done over. You know, I've really been thinking about this in terms of trust. You know, people always or typically, at least when they're talking to me, they talk about sort of material things or even, you know, having multiple children. Are you going to be, they ask me that, like, are you going to be sad that you didn't have multiple children? And I'm thinking, gosh, when I'm, when I'm, you know, uh, in at the a end situation, of the road, yeah, at the end of the damn road, <laughs> I 
I don't think I'm going to be thinking, man, I wish I would have had those twins, you know, gotten, you know, that's just not it for me. But for me, it's, it's what's, you know, all the days in between all the ways people felt about me as a human Mm -hmm. and how I was able to deliver good news, bad news, being there for you, being not there for you if I'm unable Mm -hmm. to, but all those things, it's trust. It's that's to me was I trusted. Right. If I'm laying there or standing there wherever I am, hopefully I'm not flying anywhere. (laughs) Please. Gosh, how did we go down this dark dark hole? Because I'm a nine. Okay. And then I go there sometimes. But okay. um, But yeah, but it's just about it's about the dash. It's about the 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 how you live your life, you know, the daily. And it's it's this. It's it's trust. It's am I worthy? Mm -hmm. Am I worthy of your trust? And so it's with everybody we meet. And I just, I I think this is such a, from a leadership perspective, Mm -hmm. it's not only transformation, been transformational for our business. It's also transformed me Mm -hmm. as a person. Same. Yeah. So thank you. I'm glad we talked about this today and I hope it's been meaningful for our listeners. So now that we've gotten off the the airplane that was coming to a quick crash, um, let's talk about music. Yay! I know. Okay, so something that happened recently was um, the Super Bowl. Something that happened recently? A big event. (laughs) Okay. Where people got excited. I got real excited about the halftime show. Okay. I mean, you know, I was talking and doing everything else during the game. Well, Okay, I'm not. I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> I'm not going to judge you. But that's that halftime show. Okay, was amazing. I thought. Yes, it was very. I mean, th- there was some. I didn't know how that was going to come together. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. And again, I like the single performances. I'm. I. I don't know. I loved. You know, the last few years of the solo performances. So I didn't know how I felt about, about this performance. I didn't. I didn't. Okay, so what did you think? I think it was an incredible expression of trust. If you think about a, the, I thought the transitions were seamless. I did too. I thought the way they coordinated all of that was pretty spectacular. If you think about the performance itself, yeah. there were no spotlights. It was in the middle of the day. And if you think about performers, sometimes it's easy to hide stuff mm-hmm. when a spotlight is one place and it's, dark over here yeah so they were pretty exposed they there were. there there had to be a lot of trust between the performers the technicians I mean it was it was again not that there's not when there's a there was plenty of trust last year with the weekend that had to happen to make that incredible performance and by the way I'm in the camp that thought it was amazing I know there's a other camps that didn't think it was that great. Thank but you for confirming that. Yes, yes, no, I, I loved it. Um, and I think, but in this instance, it was just a good example of, well, first of all, I thought the selection and what they were trying to do by bringing out the essence of L.A. Yes. And, you know, I thought that was well done. And then, again, I just think what it took to pull that off is a perfect example of a lot of, a lot of preparation and trust. So I just, I think it's apropos to talk about it. Ooh, I appreciate that. Plus, who doesn't love a good Dr. Dre or Snoop Dogg, right? Am I right? <laughs> With a little right. cocktail? <laughs> yes, Woo! that's right. That's why I have a cocktail in my <laughs> tumbler exactly today. Right. It's because you're going to come at me with Dr. Dre. That's okay. right. We All come right. full circle. 
right. cocktails, cocktail. Who knows what's in this glass? Um, maybe I made a little something, something mm-hmm. for you. But yeah, that brings us to a wrap on our conversation about trust. We do have a lot of good information that Danelle shared throughout the podcast, and it will be available to you in the show notes on mm-hmm. our website which is selfsmarterpodcast.com. So be sure to take a look at those notes to get that those references and those resources Absolutely. that she mentioned during this episode. And just use them as a resource to get your hands on some of this yummy goodness. Danelle, are you excited about next week? I'm very excited about next week. Uh, we are going to be, well, I'll be honest. I took over the content calendar there was something else slated and yes, I pulled, I pulled an audible to use a football term. And because I started to realize as a company, we are, um, well, the next week's episode is going to be, let me tell you what it's going to be about is why you should be reading Atlas of the heart. Now, right. the book, Brene Brown's new book. And I started to realize we're doing a six week book club on it as a company. I have people reading it in personal lives. And so I'm seeing the reaction to this book. And what I want to do is invite our readers and listeners to also be reading it while we're doing it so that future episodes, when we actually dive into the book, it can be more collaborative. But I, I have to say it again, and I know I've said this in a previous episode, if the Enneagram was one of the significant markers in the turn of this company, becoming more self-aware, understanding ourselves, mm-hmm. and then understanding each other, I believe that this book atlas of the heart where we're learning about emotions on a level that I've never experienced. I know. And I know the team hasn't mm-hmm. because I can see how we're, we're only halfway through the book and the exchanges that we're having are so rich and so meaningful Yes, that I think this is a, a transformational is an overused word, but in my mind, I can't think of a, another one but it is, maybe it's groundbreaking. I don't know. Breaking transformational. And so I really want to talk about next week about the book and try to encourage people to uh, join us in, in reading it and learning from it because it's, it, I can see right now just in the limited amount of time that we've had with it, how the difference that it's making. Okay. And is there anything special you'd like to announce? Oh, yes. Thank you. I want to get, I care about this so much that I want to give away five copies of the book. Thank you. Yes. And uh, so, and again, if you have the book, then you can still join the promotion or the contest and give it away to a friend. friend. Yes. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you'll get it if you go right now, you're listening to this on a Monday. So when this podcast, yeah. Or whenever. (laughs) Yeah. Whenever you listen to it is fine. But if you're listening to it on the day that we're sharing it, which is a Monday, you can go to Self Smarter either on Facebook or Instagram. And Jesse will have, she's our social media manager. Mm-hmm. We talked about Jesse before and we're going to talk about her again. <laughs> but she's going to put up a post with some instructions for you so that you can enter into the contest to win one of five Atlas of the Heart books by Brene Brown. How wonderful. Thank you so much, Janelle. Absolutely. So that really brings us to a close today. We hope everybody has a wonderful day and a wonderful week ahead. Yes, thank you. Everyone have a great weekend. As always, you can connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Self Smarter Podcasts. You can also leave a rating or review if you enjoyed what you heard today. Not only does this mean so much to us, but it also helps other leaders and future leaders find our community. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us in becoming self smarter. 
This podcast is produced by Snacks Media and music is from a free platform. Well, that is until Brandy Carlisle reaches out to us to write the original score for our podcast. Friends, have a great rest of your day.